Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Dawn Noble at Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Tonight's message, Getting to the Root. We scratch our heads and wonder, how did we get here? I've pondered that question many times over the last year or so. Tonight, I'm going to take us back to a time many of us might be familiar with, probably are, the rock and roll era of the 60s. You see, there were several rock musicians or groups that had a significant influence on our culture. And unfortunately, it wasn't a healthy, nor was it a positive influence on our culture. Probably best known was the Beatles. Now, I distinctly remember their very first trip to the United States. And I was so excited to see them, as most young girls. Beatle mania was a real thing. It started in the UK because, well, that's where the Beatles came from. But Beatle mania soon took over the United States as well. The Beatles were, they were good looking. They were mesmerizing and charming with their British accents. Their first big hit in the UK was the song, Love Me Do. And then that was followed by, I Want to Hold Your Hand, and She Loves You. Well, when they made the scene in America, I can remember that song, I Want to Hold Your Hand. I can, I can still see them singing that song. It made all the girls scream. And there was... Then there was this song called Twist and Shout with the words that said, Well, shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. And so on. Now, what I did is I listened to the 13 songs of their first album. And their first album was titled Please Please Me. Ooh, I don't know about that title. But the song, Please Please Me, is extremely sensual, as all of their songs are. The words to Please Please Me are just that. He's trying to talk her into having sex with him. In all my years of listening to secular music, I never hardly paid attention to the lyrics. I really didn't. I just... You know, with the Beatles songs, I just sang sang them. I never gave much thought to them. And I, I really couldn't see at the time. I really couldn't see what I see now. As the Beatles matured in their music, their music became laced with more sex and reference to drugs. In the summer of 1965... Another musical star arose on the scene by the name of Bob Dylan. I wasn't particularly familiar with Bob Dylan. I didn't listen to Bob Dylan's music. I didn't really even care for his looks. He was a little different. He was, you know, his appearance was funky and his visage was gaunt. And, oh, he was more far out than the Beatles. But his song... Like a Rolling Stone became a big hit in the summer of 65. 
So he was really on the scene then. And many at the time, and many still now, consider him a musical poet. But there's just one problem with Bob Dylan. Now, if you're a Bob Dylan fan, sorry, <laughs> because this is going to offend you. And if you're a Christian and you're a Bob Dylan fan, maybe you're not quite aware of Bob Dylan's roots. You see, because the title of this message is Getting to the Root. Bob Dylan's lyrics, drugs, sex, in his famous song, Like a Rolling Stone, I was going to share some of the lyrics and then I decided, no, I'm not going to do that on air. I just wasn't comfortable with the lyrics enough to do that. But his songs were permeated not with just sex, but with Marxism. Ah, I bet you didn't know that. He was a Marxist minstrel. He paid tribute to the Black Panthers, and he paid tribute to their leader, George Jackson, who was killed by guards as he attempted to escape from San Quentin Prison. And Dylan wrote a song about it. He said, I woke up this morning with tears in my bed. They killed a man I really loved. They shot him in the head. Yeah, that's what Bob Dylan sang about George Jackson. Now, George Jackson said, I met Mark's Hold on to your seat here. This is what George Jackson said. He said, I met Marx, Lenin, Trotsky, Engels, and Mao. And when I entered prison, they redeemed me. <laughs> this man also advocated violence. John Lennon, Bob Dylan, George Jackson. Oh, yeah. They know. They knew what they were writing. They knew exactly what they were promoting. They weren't stupid. The problem is we all got used to this. We were, I guess you could call us numb to it. We never paid atten much attention. And I guess my question is, where was the church? Because, you see, I wasn't saved in 1965. The drug culture was really put on display in Bob Dylan's 1966 documentary, documentary called Eat the Document. John Lennon would later tell Rolling Stone magazine that he and Dylan had done heroin that day in this one particular scene, and that Bob Dylan nearly passed out on heroin. Hi, yi yi. John Lennon, if you remember the song Imagine, do you remember the words to that song? Imagine there's no heaven. Imagine there's no hell. There's no religion. There's no borders. 
Wow. Back then, folks, they were singing about this stuff. But somehow, we didn't have ears to hear. We weren't hearing it. We weren't knowing it. And the church was deafingly, is that a word? They were very deaf. (laughs) The church was very deaf and very silent on the subject. No one talked about any of this. No one said anything about, I mean, if they did, it wasn't in the mainstream. Bob Dylan mocked anybody who came against communism, Marxism. He singled out the John Birch Society for being too concerned about communism. And he made fun of them in a song. So these Marxist minstrels, Dylan, Lenin, uh, there, there were probably many others. They were using their fame and their influence to obliterate Christian society. See, the enemy took full advantage of the time that we were living in. Because soon we would be entering the Vietnam War, a time of great uh, upheaval in our nation, a time of violence in our nation, a time of division in our nation. Uh, Oof, it was a rough season, those Vietnam years. And, uh, you know, they kind of set the stage for that. And the hippie movement. So these Marxist minstrels did everything they could to obliterate Christian society, our sensibilities, our mores, and they were admitting it. It wasn't like, you know, they're hiding it. Oh, no. You know, they were, they were out there. Lenin was out there. I mean, you look into some of these lyrics. You go back and listen to the lyrics or read the lyrics, and it will shock you. Free love, anarchy, and Marxism, and whatever else. So our culture was being impacted by these cultural icons. They were icons. I mean, everybody knew who Bob... I mean, I knew who Bob Dylan was. I just didn't... His music didn't appeal to me, so I never listened to his music. So I had no idea what he was singing out there. I mean, everybody knew John Lennon because he was one of the Beatles. And he was, you know, a heavy-duty drug user. All these guys were. Slowly, methodically, we were being sensitized to all of it. It's like we were in a spiritual sleep. Like we were in a spiritual deep sleep. And we didn't really realize what was going on. And if we did, nobody, nobody was saying anything. The church said nothing. The silence was deafening. You see, there was a real war against Jesus Christ and the church. (laughs) There is today still a real war against Jesus Christ and the church. Nothing has changed, except back then we were totally blind to it 
And today, I sure hope we're not blind to it. Our whole nation was under the sway of these men. So the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, the yeah, and the Rolling Stones, it was it was promoting a sexual revolution, a drug revolution, and thousands and thousands of young people were influenced by it. Uh, there was a spirit of rebellion. If you really want to dig deep and look at the root of it, we look at the root, and the root is rebellion. Rebellion toward God, rebellion toward the family, rebellion toward anything Christian, rebellion uh, to any to anything moral. Yes, there was a spirit of rebellion that was working over time. It was a diabolical scheme of our arch enemy to begin to cause children to rebel against their parents. You see, today, we see children rebelling against their parents in many ways. These children who want to change their sex from a boy to a girl or vice versa, they don't even tell their parents. And they don't want to tell their parents, and they don't care to tell their parents. And this didn't just begin. This isn't new. This started at least in the 60s. Because this is what was, this is what was being promoted for children to rebel against their parents. Many young people, some that I know, experimented with LSD, with marijuana, free sex. And we saw and watched that hippie movement just expand out there in California till it came east. This was all intentional. It was, it was to tear the fabric of the family, to divide us and draw us from our Christian roots. Remember the title of this message, Getting to the Root. Well, the whole scheme, the whole plan was to draw us from our Christian roots. And it was a moral revolution. Bob Dylan was singing songs about children rebelling against their parents. Listen to these lyrics. Come, mothers and fathers throughout the land, and don't criticize what you can't understand. Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command. Think about that for a minute. Think about what he just wrote, what he just sang in a song. In other words, mothers and fathers, just shut your mouth because you don't have uh, any right to say anything to your children. They're beyond your command. And the last sentence he wrote was, your old road is rapidly aging. Hmm. If you think about those lyrics, then you can understand the root of the problem that we're facing today in our society. This was all a cultural revolution 
that began to con- that began to change our society from within. And we didn't see it, folks. We didn't see it. Sixty years later, what has happened to our roots? They got poisoned a long time ago. And now the tree is finally beginning to decay. Do you see it? Do you get it? Do you understand? It's all about getting to the root. If the root is rebellion, which it was, and the root was division, which it was, then all they had to do was keep poisoning the, the culture with the words. And the words have power. And the words were sung over and over and over. As millions of young people bought the records and albums and played those songs and sang those songs over and over. Well, Jesus said this in Matthew seven seventeen. He said, even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Jesus went on to say in Matthew 12, 33 through 35, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, Jesus said, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. I want to read these same scriptures to you out of the Amplified Version. And I think it'll even say a little more than what you just heard. Again, this is Jesus speaking. Even so, every healthy, sound tree bears good fruit, worthy of admiration. But the sickly, decaying, worthless tree bears bad, worthless fruit. A good, healthy tree cannot bear bad, worthless fruit, nor can a bad, diseased tree bear excellent fruit worthy of admiration. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. Either make the tree sound healthy and good, and its fruit sound healthy and good, or make the tree rotten, diseased, and bad, and its fruit rotten, diseased, and bad. For the tree is known and recognized and judged by its fruit. You offspring of vipers, how can you speak good things when you, when you are evil and wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, The mouth speaks. 
the good man, from his inner good treasure, flings forth good things. And the evil man, out of his inner evil storehouse, flings forth evil things. You see, fruit is a metaphor for both character and conduct. Jesus' followers would be able to detect false prophets by the way they acted. Now, the scriptures prior to these is talking about false teaching, false prophets. In the Old Testament, there were tests for a true prophet. The law found in Deuteronomy 13, 1-5 required a prophet to be put to death if he promoted rebellion against God. Deuteronomy 18, 14 through 22, taught the Jews to reject a prophet who contradicted previous revelations from God or whose message failed to come true. The evil character and conduct of these false teachers would reveal that they were no more than wolves in sheep's clothing, no matter what a person claims to be. And here's the bottom line. No matter what a person claims to be, his or her true character will eventually reveal itself. Fruit is good or bad, depending on the health of the tree. Healthy trees bear good fruit, and unhealthy trees bear bad fruit. You see, Jesus' followers, they would be able to discern false teachers, because in their teaching, the false teachers minimize Christ and glorify themselves. False prophets would never speak the truth, but God's true prophets would not ever speak falsely. Jesus warned the prophets and teachers that they are like trees. Examine them and their fruit closely. I think you can see from these scriptures that what John Lennon was singing in the, in the song, Imagine, Imagine there's no heaven, imagine there's no hell. The things that Bob Dylan was singing about rebellion, um, you know, between, you know, division, rebellion uh, between mothers and fathers and their children, singing about George Jackson, a Marxist, and so sad that he was, you know, deceased. I mean, these tell you that what's this evil in their heart is what's coming out of their mouth that's why they are able to write these kinds of lyrics because the root is rotten the tree is rotten the tree is diseased and rotten and it's not going to bring forth good fruit and that's jesus point these men were not godly men they were serving the devil and therefore what they the fruit that they brought forth was just more of the devil it's kind of it's kind of simple. Let me just share with you out of 1 Timothy 4.1. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscious conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. We are in the latter times. 
and many have already departed from their faith. How have they departed? Well, they give heed. In other words, they listen to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. What are doctrines of demons? Doctrines of demons are the things I've shared with you many programs ago about current ministers out there of the who call themselves ministers of the gospel but are you know telling people that there's no hell refusing to speak about and telling people about hell that there is a hell that we can go to so these are doctrines of demons when you when you preach that there is no hell hell's here on earth everybody's going to go to heaven those are doctrines of demons. Those are not, not according to Scripture. They're speaking lies. So we want to be careful. Who do we listen to? Because our roots need to be healthy so that we bear good fruit. If we have diseased roots, we're going to be a diseased tree, and we're going to bring forth diseased fruit. Our roots have to be healthy. Uh, eventually, if the if the roots are if the roots are diseased, that tree, over time, slowly but surely, that tree will die. And that's exactly what can happen to a society, a culture. That's exactly what's happening to the, our culture right now. We're trying to revive it. We're hoping for a national revival, a, an awakening, a spiritual awakening for our nation. Because we see the disease. We see the diseased fruit that's coming forth out of people's mouth. I just shared with you some of the things that are horrific. The woman that spoke from Carnegie Mellon. I mean, that's horrific. That is diseased fruit, my friend. And you don't want to be saying those kinds of things. We want to be, we want to speak out of the good, a good man, Jesus says, speaks out of the good treasures of his heart. And that's what our aim is. That's what we want to do. So I encourage you. I exhort you. Pay attention to the scriptures. Uh, there's important things in here that we need to, we really need to adhere to in these latter days. Amen? Well, this is Dawn Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. You can go to iHeartRadio. Go to the podcast Pure Heart Ministries. And listen to this podcast 24-7. I would love to get an email from you. All lowercase, D-A-W-N, at pureheart.today. Hello, out there. I'm waiting to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you for your prayers. They are much needed. And please, please help support this ministry. Pure Heart Ministries, you can send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. This is Dawn Noble. I certainly do look forward to being with you next week. And with that, I will sign off by saying to you, Shalom, Shalom, peace be unto you.